Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined by the Flamingo Phil. And yeah, you've used that one. I have? Pretty sure you have. It, but, well, in uh, honor yeah. of the new housing at the Disney College program. Yeah, right. Flam- Flamingo Crossing. Definitely. And uh, on our show today, we have, uh, from the Disney DNA podcast, we have Trent and Jenny on with us. Hey, thanks for oh, having us, guys. We're excited to have you. It's glad to be here because it's fun talking to other people about Disney because we all love it. <laughs> we Absolutely. all do. Yeah, it's just it's it's such a cool thing because it's one of those topics where no matter who you are, no matter where you came from, you kind of just like it. Mm-hmm. You have a connection to it somehow. Oh yeah, absolutely. From I mean, just going to parks and watching the movies, and just there's so much Disney in our life now. With with um, having Disney Plus, there's so much going on. Jenny. Yeah, I mean, even before Disney Plus, there's not one person probably on this planet that has not heard of or seen of a Disney film or a character or have went to the parks or wanted to go to the parks. I mean, it just affects everybody, everybody. And a lot of people usually have kind of they kind of remember back to a time when they either started liking Disney or whether it was from from when they were a little kid. Do you guys have? specific fond memories of when you guys started enjoying Disney or how how is that guy or how is that story for you guys? That would be more of a Trent question. When I was younger, I didn't really watch a lot of TV or <laughs> anything like that. So Disney wasn't really introduced to me until I was older. Probably. Older. Yeah, yeah. Probably late teens, early twenties. Well, okay. For me, it's basically, it started off when I was about, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight years old, somewhere in that bracket. I had these awesome neighbors and they were Disney fanatics and I'd go over to their house and like play with their toys and we'd just hang out and stuff. And, and then one day they said, Hey, let's put on a Disney movie. And I was like, what are we going to be watching? So we watched really Snow White, like the original, like, you know, like the original. Sure. It's like, you know, cool. So I watched that and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And they said, hey, we got Cinderella, we got Robin Hood and all those classics. So after watching those and really enjoying them, it was kind of ironic that one day my parents told us, like, it was a summertime break from uh, school, it was like, hey, we're going to do a Disney World vacation. And I'm like, awesome. So I watched all these movies and got really into the to the magic of it so then going to disney that's what really sparked my my interest as an eight-year-old boy you know just seeing magic kingdom for the first time walking down main street oh yeah and, mm-hmm. and just riding you know space mountain thunder mountain pirates of the caribbean jungle cruise all those things and seeing the shows and then i, re- I can remember vividly down Main Street, talking to the mayor of Main Street, which is awesome. And then the train, of course, which I do miss one thing, guys. I miss the original Magic Kingdom morning welcome show. That, to me, was amazing. Yeah. Coming out on the train, they got some of the best songs and and dance routines that morning. And then the fireworks, you got the fire chief, Mickey, and also – the uh, family of the day who gets to help count down and ride in the trolley, like down Main Street. I'm like, man, right. I've never been that lucky to be part of that, but I always wanted to be, be you know, that family. But man, I'm, I miss the, that original morning show because to me, that's where the magic was. That to me started today. It set, set that tone 
for the trip. And I just, I miss it, but hopefully we'll get it back one day because the new one's not very good. But, but, um, uh, staying on, on an odd uh, topic here, I really enjoy just Magic Kingdom to me is always my favorite park. And because that's where I have most of my memories at, because whenever I was a kid, it was just Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So having those two and having all those memories and all those fun times with my parents were just amazing. And I look back on that now and I can have that same thing with my wife and our two daughters who are 11 and, and 13. And, and every year when we go and get to experience the same things that I did as a kid and even for the two of us on our honeymoon, it just, it brings back all those nostalgia and all that feeling and all those great moments. Sure. So, Jenny, I'm actually interested now in, <laughs> you said that. Top that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? You said top that. Yeah, top that. <laughs> oh. I don't yeah, I, I, I'm interested now. You said, so you, you said you never got um like a big disney start so um trent was saying he had yeah of course had his really good story with um like where he got his love for the magic kingdom and everything and yeah that, that will be a hard one to top um what for you is the best park because i feel like for a lot of those um original fans that have those experiences going to the magic kingdom everyone just kind of tends to go to the magic kingdom is that your favorite park or do you find your home somewhere else I am uh, an Epcot fan. Epcot is my favorite park. I was raised in a household. My dad went between uh, military and a school teacher. My mom was a school teacher. So I like the edutainment aspect of it. I love, love edutainment so much. And I'm so sad that it's slowly leaving the parks. But I just, I love going to all the countries. And, you know, it's just a very small piece of that country but these are places that i'll probably never get to go in real life and to hear people people speak the authentic language and you're eating you know i call it disney authentic uh foods from the different places and things like that the things you can learn from their different cultures i love the countries during christmas how they celebrate the different holidays and stuff so I'm definitely, I lean more towards Epcot. When we get to Disney, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for Epcot. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's that's a really cool way to look at that, especially considering that, like, it is really hard to go out into the real world and see those places. And so Disney does a great job of yes. making it so convenient for us in the parks. Mm -hmm. um, and now, Trent, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. Is uh, Magic Kingdom your favorite park? Oh, it is. I mean, okay. Just that is it. I mean, I he love it. He still tears up on Main Street every time. The, the park the statue and just walking down Main Street. I mean, just because I've walked there for so many years and that's where I get it from. Yeah, it it brings back so many memories just uh I mean, it's it's I, I'm not uh too old, but so uh but yeah, it just brings back so many memories from when I was a kid. Um, going with different family members, um, just every time going down Main Street, uh, you, it's it's almost you remember distinctively each time you've done it. Right. It's really crazy. That's a good point. Yes. Um, and so now I want to ask you both, um, whether you have one together or a separate um, on your own, uh, what your most memorable trip to Disney World was. Oh, 2019 for sure. 
So our last one in Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. that's hers, but I have one too. But Oh, yeah. Mine last ahead. year was probably the best trip we've ever had. We met up so, with some friends that we've been talking to online and Skyping with for probably a year, oh, more yeah. than a year. And we finally got to meet them in person. And our kids love their kids. And we just kind of... We clicked. I mean, we yeah, we, we cemented really that well. friendship, and it was a lot of fun to do the parks with them. But it was also a lot of fun. Um, now that our kids are a little older, we kind of slept in some, and we closed some parks down, and we tried all new restaurants. We just had a huge handful of new experiences, and it was really, really amazing. Like I'm looking forward to our trip this year and so are our daughters. Like I know it's January, but we're already looking at what restaurants we go want to go to the mm -hmm. new ones to try and a couple of the new shows, maybe the one downtown and a few things like that, that we're looking forward to. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, of course of our, DVC rentals. I mean, well, not rentals, but our DVC yeah, points. I mean, you know. Trent's super excited about DVC. I am as well, but him more so. For me, I mean, place to stay is a place to stay. Like, I've spent the night in the back of a truck before. So, you know, for, for me, it's not. She's country, guys. I, yeah, I'm from the country. Yeah. So, for me, it's not so much about that. But having DVC in the more room yeah. and just being right. right on the Skyway is going to be amazing as well. Because we almost bought in or like rent at points, but we decided to go ahead and purchase into it. But, but that's where I was saying just a few, few minutes ago was about the rentals. We almost rented, but it was like, nah, let's go ahead and just buy into it. So that, that's a whole story by itself, but it was a fun thing to do. But for my story, let me just, just tell you this. For me, it goes back to 2014. That's when we first got a chance to go as a family because we weren't the family that brought the kids when they were babies, we didn't believe in bringing strollers and some people do that, but we didn't, I didn't want to bring strollers and have to deal with whiny crying kids because it was nap time and all those things so we right. <laughs> for a long time for our daughters to get of age, to be the right height requirements for all the attractions. So um, now for me, we like going just, just like us. And then I've gone before uh, with just a guy's trip. And this was you know years and years ago. So I've been going for a long time. So for us, waiting for a little while, it kind of kind of stunk because we kind of missed the parks, you know. So right, we got them the right age, the right height, and then we went in 2014 as a family of four. And to me, that that was the most memorable because the kids were excited. They've never seen these things, experiences. They can only go from my past stories, what what Jenny has talked about on our trips and in our honeymoon and. Uh, just, you know, getting that excitement for the girls to, you know, ride Space Mountain, ride Thunder Mountain. Um, you know, Jeannie's favorite ride, which we always pick on her, is, is not Small World. She I hates Small one. World, but the kids like Small World, you know, and, <laughs> and Jungle Cruise. But for us during that time, it's Jingle Cruise because we're always going during Thanksgiving. Mm. You know? ah. So we love Jingle Cruise. It's so fun. It's, it's, a, it's a new way to look upon a classic, you know, and... Uh, just seeing the shows and the parades and all those things, it always sticks out that first trip. Plus, you know, staying at Port Orleans Riverside in the Royal Rooms because it has that Princess Tiana theme to it. And it's really, really cool. And the girls loved it being, you know, having all that little little touches to the room and being that close to the buses. And for us, before joining DVC, we do live in Louisiana. You can probably tell by our accents. <laughs> uh, that for us, our home before that was 
Port Orleans Riverside, it was home away from home because when we got there, it was a little piece of home for us. It has the same antebellum style homes, the shrubbery. It was just Louisiana and it felt homey for us. But except now, for the food. Except for the food. They didn't quite get that right. But uh, but the looks and the feel to me was where it was at. And we loved it. But now Riviera is our home. So we're excited oh, cool. for this year and getting to stay there and keep that European feel going and just have some fun. So what what food did they actually have that um, you didn't really agree with? <laughs> All of it. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I had ordered their etouffee, and I know they were trying to do like a Cordial etouffee where you put in a little bit of tomatoes and tomato paste, but like they just, it was too much. It yeah. wasn't enough seasoning. It was just off. Yeah, it's just off. I mean, I they tried. I, I honestly, they burnt the roux a little bit. And then it was like they burnt the roux and then they tried to cover it up with some tomatoes and tomato paste, but it wasn't good. They should have just thrown it out and started over. Now, or, is Port Orleans the one with the beignets? No, that's the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the neighbor one next door. But I just like Riverside because of the royal rooms are, are a little bit bigger, but I like the way that they have them decorated. And it's really cool. Uh, for those who haven't stayed there yet, definitely check them out. If you're in the moderate category, I would recommend it for sure. Uh, because, I mean, you're really right there by the main building for the buses and stuff. So, I mean, it's really cool not having to walk all over the place to get there. And they are a little bit steep on the price, but it's, but to me it's worth it because you're just, you're like right there. Mm-hmm. Well, this is actually a perfect segue in. I was actually going to ask you both to um, – rank some Disney resorts for us um, for maybe people that are planning a trip or uh, just some fans of the resorts kind of from value moderate to deluxe um, which ones you think are worth the stay I'll I'll pick a favorite of each category so okay. we recently stayed at pop and if you are in a value category I would really recommend this one the food court was okay mm-hmm. The rooms being refurbed are really nice. The Murphy bed, that's a nice option, being able to pull it down and pull it up. It was just very clean. It is small, so like... Yeah, very small. The four of us, because the girls are into their hair and makeup now and everything, (laughs) having the one mirror, there is literally just the one mirror in there. Uh, It was kind of hard getting ready in the mornings, but... From the different values we've stayed at, like we stayed at Art of Animation, and that one was just kind of, yeah. And the yeah. other ones are just, they're just okay. Pop was probably our favorite at the values. Mm-hmm. Moderates for sure would be Riverside. Coronado. So the reason we hadn't stayed in French Quarter, I'll just say, because some people are like, why haven't you stayed there? Is they really play on the kind of Mardi Gras theme, and that just annoys the heck out of me because there's so much more to New Orleans than Mardi Gras. Absolutely, yeah. So we we only stayed at Riverside, so that is my favorite. So Coronado was okay. They they had a lot of refurbs and stuff going on when we stayed there. The updated rooms are nice. The ones we stayed in hadn't been updated yet. There was a whole drama behind it but it, it was just okay but they also were building the uh, tower at the time yes over there so it made things kind of weird because you had all these scrims up and all these different like walls 
and they were trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. Caribbean Beach is probably my least favorite moderate. Um, and then as far as deluxes, we have not been able, we have toured many, many deluxes and we decided to buy into DV, our DVC at the Riviera. So that's going to be our, our official home. Um, but I feel like with deluxes, it's really what experience do you want? Some are a little more expensive than others, but do you want like the boardwalk where you have the nice, the nightlife, the boardwalk was amazing. Oh, yeah. It is beautiful. The rooms are just fantastic. Um, Polly is great. The Polly, you have Floridian. kind of that Hollywood, I mean, the Hawaiian feel, mm -hmm. Grand Flow. Mm -hmm. You walk in there and you feel like you're a movie star. So yeah. I really feel like yeah. for deluxes, it depends on what feeling you want and how much you want to spend. If you're not, yes, on yes. Points, you know, if you're not a DVC member, then out of pocket, it's pretty expensive. And that's for us. Yeah. We always stayed moderate because that was more of our budget. Yeah. You know? And moderate, all of the moderates are pretty comparable with each other. And then the values, all of the values are pretty comparable unless you're doing Art of Intimation suites. Yeah. Those are more expensive. Yeah. But those are our favorites. Yeah. I mean, now she doesn't like Caribbean Beach. I like it, but it was one that we stayed at for our honeymoon. And I've stayed there before and it was just, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it, but she, but she doesn't. So we really haven't gone back. We kind of stayed at places that we really kind of captured our, our appeal, you know. So mostly sure. just love Riverside. That's for us. That was home for us. But now, since I said we we have moved over to the Riviera now, so now it's a new ball game for us now. Yeah, you know? and Riviera is yeah. kind of in the middle. It's not one of the most expensive, but it's mm -mm. not the cheapest. Absolutely, it's very well themed, but it's not like overly themed. Like mm -hmm. you're not gonna go there and feel like Disney is just throwing up in your face. Because mm -hmm. yeah. some of the resorts you go in, like Art of Animation, you walk around and there's the giant statues and same with um pop you oh, know yeah. it, there's just disney and theming everywhere, everywhere. which mm -hmm. kind of drives me insane but the riviera <laughs> you have the theming but it's not too much yeah i feel that way with the moderate you have the theming but it's kind of toned down a little bit as well but let me just just say this as well because buses are mostly our transportation to all the parks from all the mm -hmm. resorts except unless you do the minivans or uber but for us, it was the Skyway because we stayed at Pop on our last trip just to kind of experience it, and we fell in love with it. And then when you're, you know, heading down the Skyway and you see the Riviera over to your right, I'm like, wow, this is it's beautiful. It's beautiful, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we got in contact with people there to take the tour, and we did. And that's when our love was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So Jenny's our financial advisor, so uh, she so she yeah. crunched some numbers to see if it was feasible, and then the rest is history. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and um, I know you guys have been talking a lot about the DVC and your you guys's uh, home and where you're staying at. Uh, we haven't actually talked about it too much on our no. episode, um, just because Jeremy and I both don't have really that firsthand experience with it. Would you guys mind kind of? Just explaining how the DVC works and with your uh, how you choose your home and stuff like that. Sure, let's pass it over All to right. Jenny because she's like the expert. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we've had friends that have had DVC for years and they've talked about it and we've heard about it. And I'm like, I don't 
really want to listen to it. It's a 50 years contract. We can't afford it. It's too much. Like, no. And then this year I was like, okay, okay. I will listen a little more. (laughs) And our friends who we met up with, they are also DBC owners. So they started answering some of my questions and I'll just quickly go through some of the questions I had about how it works that they answered. So my main question was, you know, God, are you paying, you know, a monthly payment for 50 years? Cause I, that's what I thought at first. And they're like, no, it's a 50 year contract, but you're only paying on it for 10 years or when you pay it off. So after the 10th year, you really benefit year 11 or the year after your contract is paid off because after that, your room is already paid for. All you have is the yearly fees. There's no more monthly fees. So you have, like I said, just the yearly fees to worry about after that. Um, You can do however many points you want. And if your DVC guide will go through like okay the studio is this many points for this many days the studio deluxe is this many points for this many days now when we were there and on and on when we were there another one of my questions was well i mean how much money do i have to give you right now and he was like yeah this is the kicker right here (laughs) points at this price you can put down five hundred dollars for us to take a couple more dollars off your price you can put down a thousand dollars. So that was good to know. Like that's good for people to know, like you're going to have to put money down while you're there, Mm -hmm. either 500 or a thousand. Another thing I wasn't really sure how it worked was financing. Well, Disney has its own financing. Like you finance your points and the money through Disney. So you don't have to find the outside financing if you don't want to. We did it through Disney we gave him our information. I think we drank, you know, he went and got us a couple bottles of water and he came yeah. back and we had been approved. And the financing is the three tiers. You have, you know, not so great credit where you're paying a little higher, medium credit, which is about average, and then great, good credit. Excellent credit. Excellent credit. Yeah, that's the next one where you're paying the lowest percentage rate. We bought a house in 2018, so I'm like, oh, our, our interest rate is just going to be ridiculous. Right. But we actually got into excellence, so we're not paying very much. Mm. We're paying less on our percentage rate than we would if we took a loan out through someone else for it. Yep. So that's something to think about if you're going to be financing your, which I don't know of anybody that's just been like, Here's my money. Yeah. Pay for it outright. Right. Yeah. It's um, a lot. I mean, it's it's like buying another car, pretty yeah. much. I mean, sure. So yeah. if you go to the different resorts and they have a room available, you can tour all of them. But they have the Riviera set up where you can tour some rooms there. They have some mock rooms at the Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. But that was before it opened up, though. Yeah, but I think they still have them where you Correct. can go and see. And yeah. then they have Copper Creek where you can at Wilderness Lodge where you can go and tour those. Um, t- to set up the appointment, we went to a booth and we said, hey, we want to tour DVC. And they sent whenever our, our time was, like that was on a Wednesday, and we made the appointment for Friday. They sent a van and picked us up, dropped us off, picked us up, took us to the parks. I mean, they took care of all of that. Oh, yeah. We had to decide as far as which resort we were going to pick was okay. What are our personalities? 
Trent is very much more of a city person and I'm very much more of a country person. So we didn't want to do Wilderness Lodge because that would really appeal more to me or Animal Kingdom Lodge because that appeals more to me with the animals and kind of the, you know, country woodsy feels. And then we didn't want to do like Grand Floridian or the Boardwalk, which appeals more to him because it's more of a a city, you know, elegant hustle bustle feel. Sure. We'd been looking at the pictures of the Riviera for a while, and we both loved it. It's a nice oh, yeah. mix of mm-hmm. both of our tastes. We love that the the Skyway is right there, and you can just hop on with the gondolas. There's one table service restaurant, a quick service, and some little pastry shops. So there's plenty of dining. There's two swimming pools, a hot tub. Hot tub with, a, with a big slide going down to yeah. the pool. Yeah, so oh, there nice. were a lot of extras there that appealed to us now i'll tell you this too without joining dvc for us to stay there wouldn't happen because per night it's like it's like the room we got was like seven or eight hundred dollars per night oh yeah wow easily easily. so another question i had was like okay well if you put the money down there what about the rest so you put your money down it kind of reserves your spot and then you have a down payment which is based on the whatever formula they have. Ours wasn't that bad at all. And you have two months to pay it. And then on the third month is when your first payment comes out. So you're not having to come up with all of the money all at once. You have a little bit of time. Um, So like we just finished our last down payment payment. So next month, our first payment is going to come out. We've already booked it. You book 11 months out at your home resort. And then if you want to change it to another resort at seven months out, you can try and change it. But there's, if you're thinking about DVC, you need to talk to somebody with DVC who will answer your questions, who don't mind saying this was my experience because we, I had never done that. And I was just totally like, nope, I'm not interested because I had never talked, taken the time to talk to somebody. And this as well, for one thing, if you're only going to Disney like once every few years, DVC is not right no, for you. No, it's not because it is a commitment. I mean, it's for us 50 years. Now, if you're buying somewhere else, your contract might be a little shorter. Like if you're getting Old Key West, I think those contracts are 25, 35 years. Yeah, They're short. not the longer ones. Or if you're mm. buying resale, you're buying their contract. So if they already paid five years into it, your contract's only 45 years. It's not the full 50. So there's some logistics like that. But if you're not going every year, every other year, you're going to start losing your points. Um, If it's kind of a waste in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's really expensive. It would be really expensive to pay a monthly note and not use the points be going. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense because then it's like, you're putting all this time and money and effort into something that isn't really getting cashed in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's honestly a, very good information. Yeah, really good. I didn't really know pretty I honestly didn't know anything about the DVC. Like, so um, that's really good to know. And I didn't really understand the whole concept of choosing a home uh, resort either. So yeah. that's really cool that you and just just because you choose a home resort doesn't mean you have to stay there. You don't ever have to stay at the home resort. You can always book somewhere else. 
but you have a home resort because that's kind of the first pick. That's the one you can book 11 months out. But also there's a couple other perks. There is the discounts on mm-hmm. your merchandise. You can save 20% off. Now at your restaurants, they have to be table service. And, and not all table service. They actually have a list on the site. Correct. They can, uh, they can take 10% off of your bill there. But also this is where it's really cool. Epcot, above Figment, is the DVC lounge. Mm. And only go up there if you're members, but you have to check in at the desk. You flash them your little card. And, and you have to check out, too. And you check out, but you go up there, and there's, like, charging stations for your phones. There's Air conditioner. complimentary drinks, because it has one of those big, gigantic drink machines where you get to touch screen and pick, like, Sprite, Coke. Oh, uh, Nice. All you want, you can have refill after refill after refill. There's snacks, AC, couches, and you can just chill up there and have a good time because we did. And there's not a time limit for how long you can be up there. I mean, if you have a kid who needs to take a nap and fell asleep in the stroller and you're DVC, you can go up in that lounge and park yourself in a quiet corner and let Mm -hmm. that baby sleep for an hour if you want to. Yep. And it's that up there. So nice. Or, or, or in that uh, obnoxious Florida rain that happens every now and then. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Or, no, or once every hour. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm picturing yeah. like, you know, uh, Florida summer heat that's coming, you know, go up there and cool off in that air conditioner, you know, stuff like that. But for us during our trip, it, it's always cool. So it's really not needed for the AC, but it's more for the snacks, the drinks, maybe charge the phone up a little bit maybe and just sit down on a couch and just chill out for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that that sounds pretty nice to me. Um, so really quickly, uh, we'll throw it to a break and then we'll uh, come right back and we'll talk about the Disney DNA podcast and how that got started. So uh, everyone, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we are back. So um, before we start talking about the Disney DNA podcast, um, I did want to ask you, you you. Um, both do live shows a lot on Facebook. And so you get your face out there and your fans really know what you look like. We, we always hide behind the microphone <laughs> where we don't do uh, video. So do you get recognized a lot in the parks? Uh, sometimes. I mean, yeah, we have been recognized, which in 2017, we went with my in-laws, Trent's parents uh-huh. and, my dad, my or his dad, when we were going to eat, and this one guy was like, "Hey, hey, I watch y'all. I watch y'all on my phone." And his dad was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this last trip, we actually planned. Some of our viewers were in the parks at the same time, so we just got their phone numbers and texted back and forth for actual meetups to meet with them and talk and meet their kids and everything. So it is something that's kind of growing. It grows. I mean. For us, we've been doing it for several years now as just an extension to the podcast because we first started doing it. It was just the audio podcast week out, you know, week in, week out. But now I thought, hey, why don't we just kind of add some live stuff, you know? It is a little nerve wracking sometimes, especially if like we've had a long day and we look like a hot mess. But (laughs) I feel like like people have said, you know, we really connect like that when I show up and my hair's all a mess and I might still have my work clothes on. One day I had a spill on my shirt and didn't even realize it. And I was like, Ugh. And I it mean, went live and it's live. I, I mean, it is know? what it is. Yeah. And, but I think when you go live and people can see you and they, they feel more connected. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, work and our kids and what's just happening. Yeah. My health. There's a lot of people who go to Disney with health issues as well. 
And when people can see you, they feel more connected and they really do feel like your friends. We actually just started having a phone number where people can call in. So now we're able to hear their voices and get their stories more than just in text with the, the chat box. It's so much fun getting to yeah. talk to people on live with you, you know, and just hearing their stories and their comments and putting that voice to the, to the name and then their profile picture. It, it's, it's awesome, you know, but for us, it, it was just something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I sat back and I said, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this yet. It just doesn't feel right. It's not the right time. And then finally we just kind of grew and grew and grew. And I said, let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know? I say, don't hide behind your mics. No, you just be yourself. Cause like I said, for us, we got Southern accents and we, have we fun. Have we don't have accents we right now. Yeah, yeah. But we just enjoy being ourselves. I mean, our live shows are just, you know, cut loose, cut back, funny stuff, raw shows. We just, it's whatever it is, you know. And mm-hmm. we just, we still get information like our show because our show is always dedicated to being an informative podcast and being fun as well. But we like to kind of, you know, give some sort of topic on our live shows as well. But But we also talk to people and see how their weeks are and just, being friendly and, and, you know, getting to know them really well. And because we always said since day one, our listeners are always our family. They're extension of our family and they always will be. And we consider everybody who, who tunes in each week, they're our family members. They're like our aunts and uncles and cousins. And we just feel like we're just one big happy family going live. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a cool way to, um, get your fan base involved too by not just like having a separation of you and them it's you all together right so that's really cool and correct me if i'm wrong but you started your podcast back in 2015 right right at the very end (laughs) Um, how did that get started where did where did that idea for a podcast come up well this is kind of a not really say a tricky one but it's kind of one of it's it's a it's a hodgepodge story so i'll kind of give you the the little background on it. So basically up until our 2014 trip, we checked out a whole bunch of other fantastic podcasts out there from like, you know, like, like Lou Mangello and all the, the veterans who've been out there for a long, long, long time. Okay. And we got back from our trip or so. And I was, I was thinking, you know what? I know a good bit about Disney. Jenny knows a good bit about Disney. I grew up doing it. You haven't, but you honeymooned and you started your your life with Disney after that. So I said, why don't we do something as a family because our kids were young still and I want it to be different because we're always trying to do something different on our show that other shows aren't doing because we just want to be just, you know, different. So I said, why don't we have the kids on and do a family show and have little general topics and, and just have fun with it. It gets us away from watching TV all the time, sitting on the couch. Let's get together, all four of us, come up, with some topics and let's just share our thoughts and opinions on things. And it started like that. And then it just started growing over time because it's not overnight. So you just got to keep, you know, putting yourself out there on social and just keep putting out great content and it grows. So every month we would see our, our numbers would go up and up and it was like, man, this is great. I mean, let's keep this train rolling, you know? And then, yeah, yeah. Then we brought in the, the live shows, and that's also helped us too because now the listeners can hear us. Because you know, with a podcast, 
it's all pre-recorded, so you get to edit it and make it sound all nice and fun and, and stuff. But then when you go live, that's when people see you for what you really are. Because if it messes up, it's live. It's like watching TV. So mm. we just yeah. have with it. We've had so many mess ups on our show from Mike like messing up on mics, something would go out. But you know what? You just keep moving forward and you keep having fun and you just fix it while you're live. And I've done that before, but like I said, it's, it's just fun being spontaneous and having fun with our topics. And like some weeks we, there might be a game on our show or we talk about, you know, our top five, this and that, or it's just like, Hey, you call in and you ask us questions. So it, it's a, it's a, always a, a big change and it keeps the, the show fun. But what, what really kind of started our show, just going back to that, was was just, you know, I said, getting the four of us off the couch and just uh, spend time as a family. And to me, families are important. And spend time with Jenny and our two daughters are really, to me, is what I really want to strive to spend as much time as possible because our kids are getting older. And next thing you know, they'll be out of the house and, and on their own. And then it's like, hey, where did that, that time go? You know, and I try to make as much time with them as possible. You know, it does get kind of tiresome that we're always together, but we don't complain because we enjoy our, our, our company. And then sitting down here in, in the studio and having a conversation for 30 minutes to an hour about a topic that we all four share a passion about, to me, is is always fun. Yeah, that's a very good outlook on that. Mm -hmm. And Phil and I were actually talking about your podcast specifically today. We are talking about the idea of a live show and we are thinking about doing one kind of soon um so we when we record our podcast we don't do any any editing i think that's something that like i mean i'll i'll chop up the show and uh put the ad reads in there but um yeah. how we record it even if there's mistakes we just let it go um to try to keep it as authentic as possible mm -hmm. um i know before the episode we were talking about like audio um mixing and all of that I've never even thought to do that on the show, so I might try to implement that a little bit mm. and see if we can get better quality. I've I've always just done a completely just raw footage, just put it in GarageBand, mix it up, and then uh, put it on Anchor to upload it. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of there's things that I mean, from like EQ compression to noise gates. There's a bunch of plugins that help you to really boost the audio up even even that much better that that we use on our show since like day one. I've always uh, used it, but I'm not any kind of uh, like sound engineer. I wish I was, but <laughs> a lot of it is just learning from mistakes and doing a better job next time. You know, so I've I've learned I've I made a lot of mistakes on the early early shows. You know, the probably the first 100 at least. You know, and then and now just it's like old hat. Now I've even taught Jenny. Now she does all the editing to our shows now going forward. So it kind of takes it off of me, but I've, for uh, several years, I've always done all the editing myself. And after time, you get kind of burned out of always having to do it. So I said, can I just show you how to do it? And she helps take that off me, but I help her with other things as well uh, for the show with like topics and getting things ready for the live show because we, we have visuals. We put pictures out there. We do all these cool little things from the, you know, to make the, the show look, look fun and engaging to wake people want to come and join our, our podcast family, you know? So that's what I always try to do sure. is graphics yeah. and fun stuff to make things really appealing to people who are on Facebook, maybe scrolling through saying, Oh, look at this show. Let me check them out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's a really good idea. I, um, I'm sure people see that and they're like, "Oh yes, definitely. Let me check this out. It Jump looks on, fun. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. fun, family oriented, and uh, something that is in, just straight up enjoyable. To Easy to, to watch. Yeah. yeah, right. So. Um, we do have a bit of a quiz for you both. Uh, we okay. mentioned it to you at the beginning of the show. Uh, it's a classic on our show to do some trivia. So Phil's going to throw some trivia your way, and uh, we'll see what happens, all right? So we, okay. with our guests we usually have, it's usually a, a cast member in a certain location, and we usually try to do um, their, loca- their location-based trivia. But with you guys, we kind it's kind of just some general uh all around disney world trivia okay um, and the second question will specifically be for jenny oh, <laughs> oh okay <nice. laughs> all right we got one just for you okay all right um so for the first one is uh what is the only land in magic kingdom to not have a bathroom oh that's uh what do they call it not frontier land the one with liberty square Yep, yep, yeah, you got Liberty it. Liberty Square. Yep. Yeah, that's why there's that brown streak all the way down it. Yeah. You yeah. got it. You're one for one with a little bonus for the brown streak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then our, our second question is uh, Do you know how many gallons of water are in Ep- Epcot's Aquarium of the Seas? We actually talked about this once on one of our shows, but I had the answer in front of me, too. Um, let me think about this for a minute. Um, oh man, Jenny, this is a. <laughs> it was a ridiculous. It was a ridiculous one. Yeah, it's in billions. We'll help you with that. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I, I mean, one to ten. <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, I want to say maybe. Oh man. Uh, 10 million seems no it wasn't 10 it was like five and a half or six i don't remember exactly but it seemed Uh, like you pretty much got it 5.7 million yeah Yeah, so five and a half to six is essentially right (laughs) now do you know how many are in the fountain no it was well before they redid it it was two thousand gallons is how much the fountain could do interesting I don't know okay. why I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then one last question we have for our trivia is just, um, do you know who the original choice of the band for the rock and roll roller coaster was? Oh, boy. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, it was one of those that popped up one day. It, I want to say it was, is it the Beatles? Not the no. Beatles. Which no, the it was some t- it was someone that I was like, what? I can't remember. Was it like you two or someone like that? Yeah, yes. yeah. You two. Wow. Yeah. I'm because honest, I was when I think of you two, I don't think of like. I mean, I I get that they are that type of band, but I don't think of like that type of attraction. I don't know. Yeah. Remember, we had the conversation in the rem- car. We were listening to you two in the car, and Trent brought it up with the girls, and our girls were like, I "Why would they pick them?" Yeah. yeah. One day when we were going to uh, Gonzalez, we talked about yeah. that. Okay, I forgot. 
we've, we've never had a guest ever on the show get three for three. Yeah. We no. usually we don't even usually get one for one or one question <laughs> yeah. right. So. Wow. Well, we only was, halfway got the second. Awesome. Yeah, the second one's kind of halfway. Yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, uh, I like history and stuff, so I like the Disney history and trivia and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's very fun. I'm. It's kind of a fun thing we thought would be cool to add to our show, just kind of kind of for the Disney fun facts and mm-hmm. um, and a fun thing to do with our guests. Yeah. So now one last segment. It's always a tradition. Um, we want to ask you both some of your Disney favorites. So um, I'll let you both answer. But okay. um, if you have a top three Disney movies. Ooh. Jean- oh, um, probably Lady and the Tramp. Okay. I like uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, I like. I, for me, it's more of the classic. I like the those the best from like you know Cinderella, Snow White, Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Too. You know, yeah. I've never seen that movie actually. I think oh, you haven't. No, that's sad. It's so good. Now, the new ones are are really good, but to me, it's the the magic to me is really in the classics. I yeah. love those the best. But Trent's favorite as a kid is Peter Pan, and I mean. Well, kind well, of Peter Pan, Robin Hood, between too. the yeah. two. Yeah. And then mine as a kid, uh, my aunt had the what did the one I just said with the dog, Lady in the Tramp. Tramp. She had Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. She bought it just for me. So when I visited her during the summer, I could watch it. And then as an adult, I really like Nightmare Before Christmas is mm-hmm. one of my favorite. Yeah. I'm kind of digging some of the live action ones that yeah. they've done lately. Yeah, yeah. That's like the ones that, well, I kind of caught up as an older teenager, but that was like, you know, my childhood's into the adult version. So right. we've really been digging that lately. For me, if it was just, if I had to pick, I would probably lean towards the classics, but I do enjoy the newer style movies as well, but I'm just an old school guy. I love, I love the old ones. Yeah, I, uh, we we just we get a good mix of both. Some people will stick with the classics, and then a, a big popular one is uh, Tangled. Yep, Tangled gets said a yeah. lot. Yes, great soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. So going uh, going into the next question, what would your guys' favorite Disney character be? Jenny. Gaston. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, interesting. That's never been said on here. <laughs> I love Gaston. I really think he was very misunderstood. Oh, boy. And got the wrong deal. She always says this one. Yeah. I do. I love him. I love him in the movies, any version of the movies. I also really love meeting him in the parks. He is a great meet and greet. Um, I just, he's one of my favorites. For me, it's always been that we always cannot forget that it was all started by a mouse so i always love mickey mouse i just i love him and i'm and i miss and i really like is the uh talking mickey over down in magic kingdom which was fantastic which was one of my favorite ones of all time but hey it's cool but i I love mickey mouse he's he's just a classic and i even like oswald too but i really like mickey Mm -hmm. yeah those are Two good ones. Yeah, it's the the talk Mickey is really interesting. It's super yep. unique. Yeah. Yep, I love it. So, uh, your favorite Disney princess? Oh, that's easy for us, Jenny. I know mine is Tiana. Tiana, she's our home. Tiana's really our favorite. She's our our home princess. I mean, New Orleans, and that's about an hour and a half from our house, and it's just 
it's great. I, I just I love Tiana and great movie and great soundtrack. Yeah, were you were you guys pretty excited when you saw uh, that movie coming out and it was based out of New Orleans? Oh yeah, and then you got John Goodman playing because oh, he has a I love place down there. I mean, he, so much. he actually lives down there too. So I mean, it's it's great to just bring in that flair, and they did such a great job on the soundtrack. And the visuals are just so Charlotte, neat. she is such a good character. Yes. And I love how they mixed her interactions with Tiana and because Dr. you mm. know, she she had all this money and stuff, but it wasn't all about her. You know, when Tiana was upset at the yeah. party, she left the party to go take care of her. And in the end, you know, I'll kiss a thousand frogs for you like right. that was really to me showed true friendship no matter what background you come from you can be friends with anybody and i love mama odie and dr facilier yeah awesome just a great yeah movie. all in all just great characters great uh soundtrack like you said mm-hmm. which is another segue into our next question <laughs> which disney movie do you think has the best soundtrack I still have to say. Well, I mean, it really depends on what mood you're in for me. I still that. I mean, to me, Princess and the Frog will always be my favorite. Because it just has, I mean, it's so New Orleans. It's so good. Yeah, I really love the jazz in it. Nightmare Before Christmas. I love the style of that. Moana has beautiful, inspirational songs. It's got funny songs. You know, it's got the rock in it. Tangled's good. Brave is is another Brave. Now, there's not not a whole lot of singing and brave but the actual uh score score is just mm-hmm. really really beautiful to listen to mm-hmm. so i guess we don't really have a favorite i still favor you know i love musicals so i listen to a lot of disney musicals yeah. or just musicals in general so i mean lion king's good too i mean yeah there's a whole bunch this is like a loaded question here yeah it really yeah. is <laughs> Yeah, we, okay. we make it as hard as possible for you. So, um, yeah, all in all, like, you, you can't go wrong, really. No. Um, exactly. But, yeah, you, you mentioned some good ones in there. And then our favorite question, I think, um, from this set is, which ride at Disney World or Land um, do you think has the best queue? Now, whether that means it's got the best things to look at, it's always the shortest wait, it might be the longest wait. However, you justify it as the best queue. What do you think is the best? For me, is Haunted Mansion. It's got mm-hmm. one of the best ones. It's interactive, and I, our daughters like pressing the instruments as they go by because they're mm-hmm. both in band. They got the bookcase, and then you've got the watching eyes looking at you on the left before you go into the main building that that are on the tombstone. Yeah. And uh, I love it. It's just that's it's such a cool. Uh, kind of feel it kind of sets the tone for the ride before you go in and and uh, do the stretching room to see if you know, are the paintings really moving right Jenny that's right one of my favorites is probably mission space when you walk in you're seeing all of these plaques of actual astronauts and it talks about actual things that they've done again that's kind of the educational yeah me. yeah Loving to read all of these things and it's be like, wow, I mean, these people are actually there. They actually did this. This is amazing things that they accomplished. So I really like that one. And I have one, maybe say like an honorable mention would be 
walking on the Falcon, that that smuggler's run, just kind of hanging out in that room before you go in was like now, my, see, that I was my childhood right there. I didn't consider that room part of the queue. I, I did. I considered that part of the attraction because actually waiting in line was boring. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get inside and yeah. you see like that Falcon area where you're just kind of waiting for your, your color to be called, oh, it was, it, that was my yeah. childhood right there. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Phil and I have yet to go to, um, galaxy's edge so yeah um as of now we can just imagine ourselves there right it's <laughs> um <laughs> but before we do wrap it up i was going to ask uh two things so one you mentioned mission space do you do orange or green when you ride that team green for life no orange green for, for life <laughs> um yeah that's we just had a um cast member on from mission space, mission space. Yeah. So we were talking about that um and then have you built a droid or a lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge? We have not because on our trip in uh, in November, it was pretty crowded. And it was kind yeah. of, it took away some of the magic to me because it was just so many people and you could barely move in there. So maybe when we go back this year, we'll try to. But it, it's a great area. I mean, we toured as much as we could before. It got a little bit claustrophobic because during the holidays, man, I mean, it, it's a great time to be there. But that area in general was just everybody was there. Mm -hmm. And it was like almost like shoulder to shoulder. And it was kind of uncomfortable. But it was a great time. But still, we didn't do it. But I think I will this trip. Probably get a yeah. maybe a lightsaber. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I want a lightsaber pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, hey, I think with that, <clears throat> that'll pretty much wrap it up. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Yeah, that, we... We're super excited to have you on the episode. We were looking forward to it all week. So, um, I yeah, I'm happy we were able to make it work. And I know our fans are gonna like this one because I'm sure they all listen to you as well. So, um, we just had the. Are you familiar with the Imagineer podcast? I am not. No, we just had um, uh, he and him on. Yeah, Matthew on as well. Yeah. Um, so that'll be going up this week. So it was cool to have two different podcast hosts on. Um, all in the same week it was really cool for us. So yeah, this um, fun, fun. again, thank you for being on. I had a lot of fun talking to you all. Absolutely, that was very awesome to get to hear uh, stories from another uh, podcast host, and also just Disney lovers and families going. Just those stories are always great to hear. Right. So you. if you're not following Disney DNA podcast, you're out of your mind. So go give them a follow. <laughs> Subscribe to them on iTunes. You're available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and also check yep. out all platforms. And then check them out on Facebook. Give them a like and watch their live videos. They're awesome. So um, again, with that, thank you all for listening. And we hope you all have a good rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye.